0: Consistent
1: continuity. Maybe we should talk about this X-Men film. <laughs> I was actually going to bring that up. So it all drapes that. together so neatly. <laughs> it drapes together so neatly is about the right way that, to describe it. Sense. Like a pile
2: of laundry on top of another, another pile, pile of laundry. laundry. <laughs> yes. Taking a peek under the kimono. <laughs> As I push this Cornish game hand through these gray drapes. So,
1: uh, the couple dozen listeners that we have, uh, that aren't us. That aren't us. Um, I don't listen to this. Yeah, might uh, <laughs> there might be a new a newbie or two here, so we should probably do a, a quick roundtable introduction. So on the digital, le- <laughs> on the digital. What's a newbie? <laughs> <God> damn you! <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. That's a deep cut. That was a no very worry. that was a very deep cut. <laughs> I know cuts were so down shallow. Down Thank you. Um. <laughs> Uh, making the deepest of cuts is, uh, Daniel Watson Jones.
2: Howdy. Who will be
1: playing the part of Puck tonight. From, uh, the
2: Sandman or from, uh, X-Men? Uh, or from Shakespeare Shakespeare. Or Shakespeare. Oh, Shakespeare, yeah, that's, I knew there was another one. Yeah, so I'll I'll give give you a little bit of background
1: on Puck, uh, early in his- The hockey character? Yep, the hockey character. Peter Puck.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Peter hockey character. (laughs) Peter Pucker.
0: Yeah. yeah,
3: it's one
2: of those, uh, one of those uh, sport ball puck things, right? I, you know what?
1: <laughs>
3: I'm imagining I'm... like a, a DreamWorks original animated thing about this puck who dreams of getting to the NHL, but <laughs> no, getting to
0: the Stanley Cup. <laughs> that's
1: it. I'm I'm leaving it at that. No, dis- I I had a ridiculous comic description up here, but forget. It. You're p- you're Peter Pucker. <laughs> <laughs> you you you. It fits Peter the criteria. It fits the p- criteria. It's feathers. it's small. Um, it is Canadian, and it works, so we're going to move on. <laughs> We've got Derek Long here. Hello, listeners. Uh, Derek Long will be playing the part of Shaman tonight, alias Dr. Michael Two Young Men. That's his last name, is Two Young Men, slammed together.
4: Is it two yeah, as in know. two, or two as in too much? Uh,
1: as in the number two.
0: Is okay. he a is medical he...
3: doctor or a doctor of philosophy? Is he two yes. young people in a trench coat? Is that why his name is that?
1: <laughs> uh, all are possible. He is a magic wielder who carries a medicine bag that contains a pocket dimension in it that he can randomly pull things out of. He's basically so it's a, a bag of
2: eternal holding.
1: Yeah, he's basically fat right. chance from the Venture brothers. <laughs>
2: Now
3: nice. uh, question: You said that his alias was Doctor Whatever Two Youngman. So is Shaman his real name? No,
1: Shaman's the alias. Doctor Doctor Michael Two Youngman is his real
2: name. As inexplicable, it's not like
4: Doctor Dr. Strange, where his yeah. alias is just his name.
2: They changed it at Ellis Island. Can Can this be the second <laughs> character be- in the Marvel universe who is played by uh uh by, by an actor who has played a previous character in the Marvel universe, so that Nicolas Cage can play him? Oh. I'm i to think. I mean, what's one... young in uh, in
3: German? I'm trying to figure out two young men in. Young. Uh, junge. Jung. So, zwei junger men.
5: Zwei junge <laughs> men. <Zwei laughs> <younger laughs> <younger laughs> men, yeah. Fun of them. class. <laughs> young men.
1: Young uh, men. We also have Nick Bester here with us. Ahoy, ahoy. Uh, Nick, Nick Bester will be playing the part of Sasquatch, a.k.a. Dr. Walter Lankowski, a native of Vancouver, Uwe, British Columbia, of Polish-Jewish origin, renowned physicist, professor of physics and biophysics at McGill, and former Green Bay Packers player.
3: Yeah, that, that describes me to a T. <laughs> Go doctors, Packers! What was that? Packers for the Super
0: Bowl! Packers for the Super
5: Bowl! And that it was a very,
1: very impressive field goal, seriously. It was really, yeah.
3: But I'll take impressive. everyone's word for it. Both were very I don't know what you're talking about. I was just referencing
2: Giant Spider Invasion. I was referencing Quest for the Delta Knights.
3: <laughs> Patrick
1: Regan is here. Hi! And Patrick is playing the part of Smart Alec, who is a really smart guy Accurate. named Alec.
3: Accurate. <laughs> also playing the part
1: Except of Rory Yeah, just like a couple of Rory Calhouns.
2: Standing and
1: walking. And I'm Stefan Claypool. Uh, I'm playing Groundhog. I used to be a Vancouver police officer, and now I'm a Vancouver police officer again. And all of these characters are lesser members of Alpha Flight. (laughs)
3: Lesser members of Alpha Flight? Unlike those A-list Alpha Flight members? So apparently
1: there is actually an Alpha Flight farm team called Beta Flight. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> but I've heard of yeah. Puck. Puck at the very least I've heard of. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Well, just imagine the tryouts for Alpha Flight and being told that you are not up to Alpha Flight yeah, R and uh, you're going to join Beta Flight. So,
2: so some details hey, there are about plenty Puck. of people who do not make the minor leagues. <laughs> so, some details about Puck before
1: we go on cuz I do have I do have to touch this. He was an adventurer who oh, had some oh, life shit. drained out of him by an ancient mystic. He was originally seven feet tall, but as his life drained, he shrunk, so he's now three foot six. Uh, the so process life the process also made him immortal, because that's oh. how having your life drain work. <laughs> and among other details that were given prior to his uh, becoming Puck, he formed a friendship with Ernest Hemingway and became a bullfighter.
4: So wait, I just need to recap here. He's immortal? Yep. <laughs> So why does Wolverine whine about being immortal all the time if he's only kind of immortal and then Puck is actually immortal because it feels like Puck should just walk up and go shut up.
1: I think that's a per- uh, pertinent to the thematic discussion around this film.
2: How immortal? Yes. I wish is I could Puck? live forever. I wish you couldn't. What? Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you wish to live forever also and live forever with you? <laughs> Why do you not want to live
4: forever? Mostly it's you, Puck. It's it's almost entirely you. I just hate you.
1: So, on, on the theme of Alpha Flight, uh, this time around we have watched The Wolverine. That's not X-Men Origins Wolverine, although dudes rewatched that for fun. Yes.
2: For uh, I missed fun, that podcast, so I had not watched that film. Aren't you glad you
1: watched it so that you weren't lost in terms for of the record, rich For the record, it was not for
2: fun. It was for you guys, so that oh. I would understand
0: the
3: references
0: and we, we could talk about too. them.
2: That would
3: require us to make extensive references to a movie I don't remember very well.
2: <laughs> oh, I'll make you remember it.
3: I always <laughs> I, I, I know, don't I remember
4: it very well because when I remember it I cry. <laughs> yep.
2: Rightfully so. Hello.
1: Uh, uh... So this, yes, this is the second Wolverine solo film, again, starring Hugh Jackman, directed this time by uh, James Mangold, who I believe was previously best known for 310 to Yuma. Is that correct?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Which I actually Uh, enjoy.
2: That is a good movie. It's a pretty good little film. Wait a minute. Who's Hugh Jackman? I thought that Wolverine was played in all of these films by John Stamos. I thought you were going to say Gary Sinise.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, uh, Gary Gary Sene says the short mumbly wolverine.
3: <laughs> well uh, mangled, wolverine. Be short wolverine Mangled
5: Wolverine. is Mangled is also directing Logan, I yes. believe, right? Oh, that makes is. a lot of
4: sense actually for reasons I will get into in a second.
1: He is indeed. Um what else did he do? Did he do uh Walk the Line? Uh, the Johnny Cash uh, movie uh, with Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix.
4: I wouldn't be yes. surprised. Uh, yes. yes. That he, does not uh, surprise he, me in the slightest. He wrote and directed that. That, that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. He strikes me as someone who likes this sort of stuff.
1: He strikes me uh, as someone who likes Johnny Cash. He also directed Pearl
5: yes. Interrupted and Kate and Leopold. Oh, oh, good for him. Also He's good Yes. Dude. All Dude's
0: right. not had a bad career. Good yes. for him.
1: So, uh, I guess, quick quick rundown of this film insofar as we can run it down quickly because it, as even though it is more focused than many X Men films, it does sprawl a little bit. Um, it is the X Curse. Yeah, the X Curse. Uh, so, Wolverine, we, we begin in 1945 with Wolverine uh, trapped in a POW camp outside of Nagasaki. Yep. Yes. Um, yep. Nagasaki begins to happen, as it did, and uh, Wolverine saves the life of a a Japanese soldier who he had observed trying to save the life of other people by pinning him in the bottom of a hole, covering him with a sheet of metal, and taking the force of the atomic explosion. Flash forward to After X-Men The Last Stand. Sometime. Sometime. (laughs) We all remember that film so fondly uh
4: wolverine
1: has uh really let himself go he's grown out his hair he is cohabitating with a bear in the woods somewhere in canada um and we actually
4: we we don't for all we know that's like seattle we have no idea what that's where that true
3: is. i just assumed it was canada it's he probably alaska walk, he does seem to walk into twin peaks that's true yeah, yeah. um
1: He's cohabitating with this bear somewhere and having hallucinations of Jean Grey uh, <laughs> being in bed with him and then him stabbing her over and over and over again.
4: For those of you who don't remember, he stabbed Jean Grey at the end of X3. If you did not remember, congratulations. You may now have permanent brain damage from the amount of alcohol you had to drink to forget that.
3: Yeah, this, mo- this movie really forces you to remember it. what happened
2: in Last Stand way too much.
4: Yeah. Yes, yeah. I actually have a thought about that. <laughs>
2: Fortunately, it doesn't expend any energy trying to make you remember what happened in Origins. That's true. Actually, no. <laughs>
1: just
4: once there is one time where it does that, and I only know that because I had the subtitles on. Okay.
1: There is um, there is a bit of an incident where Wolverine uh, sees oh. his bear buddy get shot with a poisoned arrow, or comes across his bear buddy shot with a poisoned arrow. Wolverine uh, performs a mercy killing on the bear, and at this point, the film could have gone in two directions. The direction that I wanted it to go in was it becoming a revenge film in that <laughs> small town where Wolverine tries to avenge the
3: bear. And it is that movie for like three minutes,
1: yeah. and, and it's fantastic.
3: Yeah,
4: that, that is going to be a reoccurring thing. Is that I feel like this movie is kind of it is several different movies that lead into each other. Yes.
1: Uh, yep. So Wolverine wanders into town to confront the people that shot the bear with the poisoned arrows because he does not like poisoned arrows. Uh, there's a bit of a fight and Wolverine is... Excuse me? Saved during this fight or interrupted during this fight is maybe a better way to, to Yeah, he was
3: going to be fine.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, by a...
3: Those men are saved from Wolverine. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, but by Yukio. Uh, not a card game, uh, but a... <laughs> Um, sorry, um, Yukio. a I am ashamed uh, of you. Yuki-ko. A, say again, Yukiko. There's Yukiko. There, I'm sorry. I thought it was Yukio. Um, a pre, a precognitive oh, it? mutant. It is. Who has been tasked with taking Wolverine back for a quick one-day trip to Japan.
3: <laughs>
5: the worst idea ever yeah, you know like, you cross you cross the date line yeah just come Except back I guess you have to go the other way around yeah okay. come back
1: it's
4: fine <laughs> it's okay he's got that mutant healing factor <laughs> he doesn't need to sleep actually does he need to sleep uh,
2: I've I wondered d- about that myself
1: I did think about that <laughs> during the film um so Wolverine is that called- might be why he has
2: these hallucinations which most people would call dreams <laughs>
1: He, aren't all <laughs> dreams, just hallucinations, or aren't all hallucinations, just
2: dreams? I thought dreams were real life, and reality was hallucinations. Hmm. Um, oh,
1: do, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll grant that one to you. Uh, Wolverine goes to Japan uh, because he's been summoned by uh, Yoshida.
3: A wizard! <laughs> by a wizard, yes. A bear wizard! For, for all of granting and... a wish for saving that bear! <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could live forever.
0: I wish you
1: could. You already do. Uh, he, he has been summoned by Yoshida, uh, who is that Japanese soldier that he saved, who has since gone on to, I guess, fa- apparently found Sony or something like that. He he has founded a company. He's founded a company that's
4: basically Sony. Yes.
1: Have you guys he's founded a of
4: company, something? slash, is is the head of a major event, is what I got from that. It's not super clear. And a Yakuza clan, because isn't there a line where like one where Yukiko mentions that he's Yakuza and that after the Japanese, because the Japanese government has completely failed the Yakuza run everything?
2: Oh, someone silence their microphone real fast. That would be mine.
3: (laughs) Okay. I'm on fire. No, I... I I didn't get that he was, he himself was Yakuza. I mean, he might have some shady dealings, but I don't yeah, think okay, that he was,
4: no. I, I was going to say, I wanted to clarify that because you, I got you. very confused by
2: that later on. I have don't... you guys ever noticed that all wealthy cinematic Japanese men are heads of giant tech companies? <laughs> have you,
0: have yes. You,
2: yes.
1: Did you guys know before you watched this film that the Yakuza was the Japanese mafia? Because they helpfully I explained did. that to us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: of
3: all the things in there, I'm like, i the I'm Mafia sure of the Pacific of Rim. I did actually learn
4: speaking that fact as, from The of, Simpsons. Speaking as someone who lives in California, yeah, we know.
1: So the Mafia of the Pacific Rim is the one with those giant Jaegers in it, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyway. So, yeah, uh, Yashida just has, has summoned Wolverine to basically tell him that he's not ready to die, and he offers Wolverine the chance to for death he he lays this on the table because he says no one should have to live forever and bear the pain of unending unending existence we except can for gi- me except for me <laughs> but you we can give rest uh if you want it uh wolverine says no and goes off to sleep has another hallucination and uh wakes up having been attacked or uh uh, violated yeah, viol- violated is the right word oh we forgot the Vi- scene where wolverine gets scrubbed down and forcibly shaved and is i thought viol- that's what you were talking about uh, i was talking about the scene <laughs> where where uh discount poison ivy
4: jumps yeah, I, know. Onto, I was just ju- saying that
1: got
2: violated twice in a row there
4: yes we, we also got to mention that we get introduced to like
3: way too many members of this family <laughs>
2: Yes. Yeah, there's a, there's lot, a lot of, of Yash just running around. Yeah,
5: you got to keep it. You know.
0: Yeah,
3: so, and so Yukio is like a is a pseudo daughter as well, or granddaughter
2: as well. Yes, so, yeah, so, so they have too many there. in one movie, or everyone's going to think it's a Japanese film.
1: There's there's the son whose name I can't remember. Uh, Shingen. 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 And, and then there is Shingen's Shingen. daughter, uh, Mariko. Mariko. Uh, I guess it's not too many. It's just those two. And you I know, under,
5: part of the and See, at, at this point in the film, I was wondering how much James uh, James Mangold was uh, an Ozu fan, um, and just wanted to make uh, a movie about family problems. Well, I have a theory about that
3: that I'll I'll get into and when, we, after we. You got a story. lot of theories coming up uh, over
4: so, there. So Wolverine... it's one big grand unified theory.
1: So I <laughs> I, I, I guess okay. like in in that version, Wolverine would just be a house guest, and the film would be a series of dinners where he observes family tension and then leaves uh, yes. with nothing resolved. <laughs>
3: yeah, pretty much. That sounds like it. And, you're like you're
5: and forms a family type bond with some with. uh uh Uh, yashida who really appreciates wolverine paying attention to him and at the end of the film he says you know you were more of a son to me than my actual son ever was what what is just there's just repressed tears everywhere uh and it's not that but with a giant samurai robot
3: yeah yeah it really is. Just... I mean, you've just described the end of this movie pretty <laughs> <laughs> anyway, much. Yeah, but again, really, it also sounds like the bare revenge version of this movie. The it Bear also revenge very cut of a Wolverine is it really needs to get out there. So,
1: to the... uh, Wolverine is uh, violated by Discount Poison Ivy, who uh, has done something to him, and he wakes up just in time to see that Yashida has died. Uh, at Yashida's <gasps> funeral. Uh, Yakuza thugs uh, try to kidnap Mariko and they shoot Wolverine with a shotgun and it hurts him and he's bleeding and he's not healing properly.
4: And this is a big deal. Me- <laughs> uh, I was saying, don't forget about the, um, the guy on the rooftop wielding what oh, yeah, I can only yeah. assume is comic book because I just wanted to make this comment that this made me realize that according to comic book movies and television, including The Avengers and Arrow, there is no weapon, long-range weapon, that is superior than the bow. Arrows fly oh, yeah. forever, man. <laughs> yeah, guns, fuck guns. Yep. Why do
2: we have guns when we have bows? Yeah, so that, you can't uh, attach, like, yeah. grappling hook-style chains or uh, ropes to, to bullets and have yeah, a whole of hold back Wolverine. So I, I did yeah, forget or- about this
1: guy. Uh, his name is, I believe, Harada? Yes, um, and, and he is uh, Mar- Mariko's old flame, but Mariko is currently engaged yes. to a Japanese uh, minister of some sort
2: of Justice Minister of Justice. Ma- minister of justice. Who's name? Who's name? Wolverine I don't remember. because he throws so off, he off of a roof without compunction. <laughs> yes, <He> has <laughs> yes. No, no concern for throwing the Minister of Justice of a country off of a building. So Wolverine yes. and Mar- Wolverine sa- I don't, saves I don't know what he's in charge of. Wolverine
0: saves
1: mm-hmm. Mariko from I think the he's thugs. The national level. And the two of them are on the run from the yakuza. They hop onto one of one of those really fast bullet trains, uh, heading north. Yeah and there is a uh, a fun fight on the rooftop of the shinkansen
3: which uh, yeah it's incredibly yeah. dumb but also a pretty cool uh, action I set piece. It's, it's, i think it would
5: have been a sequence
2: in the film it it would have been improved if a significant portion of it like at least 45 seconds were strictly from inside of the train where you see the view of one car where it's just like thumps and then claws coming down <laughs> through, like, several <laughs> several feet it's and it's some know, guy shot. And no one inside has any idea, but it would be so much better. Except just like one knife and then claws. Except then one, like guy, a one guy. one 20-second is... and then more claws and more knife.
1: One guy who is sitting in an elevated position with a table and a plate of sushi in front of him. And he's getting ready to <laughs> and pick it up. He <laughs> take.
0: <laughs> no, he's getting he, he he,
1: he, the sushi. He dropped the sushi. Claw comes down. It's,
5: oh, oh. Just goes down, just the claw comes down. And you know, you know, of
2: course, who has to play
5: that guy. Stanley. He's, Stanley. He's, he's holding
2: the sushi, and then he looks away at what he's reading, and the claw comes down and snips the chopsticks. <laughs> so the sushi falls on his plate, and then he looks, and the sushi is there, and he picks it up again, and he looks back, and then he's moving it, and it happens again. We, <laughs> Only this time on the claw and the claw goes back up, and so the sushi goes into the air, and then is scraped off by the hole in the roof, and then it falls into his lap.
4: Just to be clear, uh, Stoney does not actually have a cameo in this film.
2: Controversially. Yes. Oh. You're right. This I forgot. Yeah. I just watched Civil War today, and I'm thinking of the one where he was in that, where he says Tony Stank.
1: So, uh, just Tank, they, just... they end up in some other town. Stony... Did you just say Stony Tank? <laughs> Stony Tanks.
4: Stony's it's my new uh, Marvel cover band.
1: W- Wolverine and... uh wolverine and Mariko end up in a uh japanese love hotel where they are presented with the option of uh the dungeon the nurse's Mm -hmm. room or the mission to mars room uh they They chose wisely the past present or the future he chooses the
2: unknown future
1: they took the mission to mars room uh i hadn't really
2: thought of it but yeah that is what they're presented with oh the deep and and dangerous past the healing present or the unknown future (laughs)
4: Uh, I did
1: notice that well, when,
2: we will
4: know when, it's next X-Men movie when
1: they were walking down the hall to the Mission to Mars room there was a door with a teddy bear on it that was apparently the teddy bear room uh,
4: mm.
1: and I don't sure. know if that was just a throwaway or if we were hearkening back to our beloved lost CGI bear mm.
0: if, if oh, this is a theme, I miss that CGI bear yeah.
4: much That's like how thing. Doctor Strange has his watches X-Men the Wolverine has its bears
1: so we go through this sequence where they that's end up strange, in yeah, a uh, in a small fishing village outside of Nagasaki, where Wolverine has some flashbacks. We get to know uh, Mariko a little more, and we find out that she, uh, in much the same way that Shingen, or uh, that uh, our Huzu originally played out, where Wolverine ended up being the favorite <laughs> son, uh, Shingen has actually been passed over for uh, uh, being the heir to Yashida's uh, business empire and Mariko is actually going to become the uh, the next in line, and Wolverine mm. leaps to the conclusion, uh, maybe somewhat justified, that uh, this means Shingen is behind everything, and that Shingen is working with the Yakuza to try to. That's, that's
5: not that's not how that happens. How
1: does
4: he how does he, he leap to the conclusion? He doesn't leave the conclusion, because he. what happens is that... Um, There's a kid he, he the now. Yeah, so he sleeps with her, and for the record, by the way, I realize that she is both engaged and in love with Harida, and then
2: sleeps with him. Uh-huh. So, Like, you wouldn't sleep with you, Jackman if you had the chance. What yeah. makes you think I haven't? I mean, <laughs> I mean Wolverine. I mean Wolverine is what I meant. Wolverine. Does, does he have a pair of smooth criminals, criminals down
4: under? under. Snicked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so then... Then Yumiko wakes up after having a pre- premonition dream. But oh, wait, was anyone else dis- but me disappointed we never got to see any of those? We just were just told they happened.
1: It was an interesting choice. Uh, mm. after yeah. What? Didn't she, you see
4: what? Any of her premonition dreams, Yukiko's premonition dreams.
2: Oh. I mean, she described car while Wolverine was like repeatedly she, trying to get out of the car, right at the end of a yeah. car ride, which they did entirely together and apparently in complete silence. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes
4: so you Yuki, cuz Yukiko calls Mariko and then she says that she's coming down there and then some people like take you take uh Mariko and he chases after them mm-hmm. then Yukiko comes picks him up he has figured out that he needs to go after the miniature of justice guy because he tortured uh random yakuza A. Eh, that's right
1: that's all right, right there we yeah. go yeah so I, that's I, was, I missed
3: I missed that link in there i was like how did we get to the minister of justice again yeah i, yeah. I
4: literally stopped i literally finished it like half an hour ago so it's kind of fresh,
3: fresh and right i finished it like an hour and a half ago and i still don't fucking remember how that <laughs> how it all yeah. fit together
1: but so they, they yeah. go in they they confront the minister of justice they throw him off a roof um yeah. they go back to yashida's old place and wolverine I, I... uses yashida's cool bed of needles and weird x-ray equipment to determine yes. that he uh the reason his healing factor isn't working is he's got like a little robot shrimp running around on his heart. Yeah, he's got like <laughs> one of those
3: matrix. he's got one of those matrix that's swords,
2: a claw shrimp. Like, on his heart. Yeah. It's yeah, a yeah.
1: claw
3: shrimp. That's uh there you go. Uh so Spider
4: Kiss claw shrimp a kiss is the technical name.
1: So he so he decides uh <laughs> to perform to perform open heart surgery on himself to cut it out.
4: And and he, but Yukiko is afraid because she also warned him earlier that she saw how she dies because her precognitive oh, abilities he only let her know if someone's going to die, which actually makes them kind of useless.
1: So he uh, he goes in to try to cut uh, this thing out of his heart, and he does, and there's a pretty good fight scene, and then he's he's back to back to full power, and all his wounds are healing. Uh, what do we get um, then? We we get uh, Shingen. The,
4: nin- the ninjas had taken that guy, the person. Remember the ninjas.
1: The ninjas had taken that guy. I, what Mariko, no, Moriko talking... is Mariko. That's it's, it's it's a, it's a well-defined uh, plot.
4: Um,
3: <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you just describe Mariko as that guy? <laughs>
4: is that Look at this point. The plot had started to really blur together for me.
3: All okay, right, so, so try, the try ninjas to... are working with Poison Ivy. They kidnap yes. Mariko. They're in the like castle, high tech castle that Yash, Yashida made in his old village, and they go up there and ninjas with bow and arrows try and stop uh, Wolverine. Yeah, so the, by
0: the,
1: the, the ninjas shoot yeah. uh, shoot Wolverine in the back with a bunch of arrows that are tied to ropes. And I was really hoping that, that he, to... yeah, that he was really going to uh, like run ahead and the ropes are going to spring him back and you get a good like sound but <laughs> we didn't, we didn't get that. Um,
3: so he's prisoner oh and there's a there's a th- snow thresher for some reason i don't know why yep. you would need to thresh snow but yep it exists it's
2: for snow socialism yeah so you can keep I, it fluffy on the trip uh, south. Oh, snow socialism. I agree, agree, I agree south
4: of the Mason-Dixon line. I'm going <laughs> to defer to you,
2: Yankees. That's why we need snow socialism.
0: <laughs> yeah, so the, the entire, entire point of snow socialism.
2: And in the lower uh, uh, lower altitudes, because I'm south of the Mason-Dixon line, but I get snow at high altitudes, uh, uh,
1: so, they can all get snow. <laughs> they <can> all get <laughs> snow. Yeah. So Wolverine, is uh, he's now trapped uh poison ivy comes out and reveals her uh evil plan uh she's also some kind of weird snake lady
3: um yeah, she's got snake powers and she's got way too many of them in that way that x-men I, the, uh, x-men mutants always have like she's got scaly skin at some points as she, well yeah, she she has a primary she and a secondary
2: and possibly a tertiary, tertiary power yep. uh, i looked yeah. them up and actually poison ivy is three years older than the character of viper was was audience from 66 and Vipers from 69. Good to
3: know. I'm surprised. That, I'm surprised she's even that old. I've never fucking heard of this woman in my life. Yeah. So, uh, oh, cause you've heard of
2: every single Marvel character who exists throughout <laughs> the entire Marvel universe. No,
3: but like the ones, the ones that, you know, are going to pick, uh, show up as essentially, you know, the secondary antagonist of a movie. Yeah, I probably like the jeweler.
2: You'd heard of the jeweler before we saw the first Fantastic Four film. I can smell a
1: diamond from a mile, <laughs> from a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> but that's she... Irish now. Uh, yeah, so uh she's the secondary antagonist. The primary antagonist, uh, we found out is Yashida himself who faked his death and is now uh... walking around in a uh, giant robot shredder armor. Uh, yeah. It's not
3: a particularly big twist, no. Yeah. Um, he chop- it set it up
2: earlier by having the empty, uh, his empty samurai suit. Um, he you know, uses
3: he
1: uses his adamantium sword to chop off Wolverine's claws. He drills superheated into the- adamantium. Sword. Yep, he draw- yes, drills yeah. into the call stubs to try to draw out Wolverine's bone marrow. Um, <laughs>
2: so apparently, fair. bone
3: marrow is where the X gene is. Apparently, <laughs> well, uh, I mean that makes that was-
2: sense. It's in his. It's in his. Uh, Immune system is uh, stem cells, yeah. right?
1: So, but why, uh, does well,
2: anyone well, know well, whether vibranium or adamantium is older? Uh, um, <clears throat> Technically speaking, no. Uh, vibranium
4: is older because vibranium uh, was introduced in reference to Cap's shield, also, okay. and
2: then later expanded out with Black Panther. Wolverine didn't actually show up. Uh, 7. actually, That's vibranium. True. Vibranium is 66. It looks like its first appearance was in Daredevil number 13.
1: Wolverine wasn't introduced until the 70s, though. He was a later character.
2: Okay. Yeah, um, forget that he was... Adamantium, first appearance, uh, Avengers, 69. Whoa. So literally the same year as... Uh, as- a viper and poison ivy coincidence <laughs>
4: coincidence yes
2: <laughs> you, yes. you that's decide that's what a coincidence you were is you decide so or whether get appearance. a post
0: oh.
2: environment you decide adamantium uh, was first introduced in avengers number 66 as the uh, part of the character of ultron's outer shell Oh, right. right. So yes.
1: medico uses Wolverine's chopped off claws to stab her dad in the neck or her grandfather in the neck and interrupt him. Wolverine grows Who back, hasn't been there? Wolverine grows back his bone claws and kills Yoshida. Meriko becomes the head of Yoshida Industries, and then Wolverine and Yukiko uh, board a private plane to head off to further adventures that would make really good sequels that we're not going to see. Because no. we, go, we go to a post-credit sequence where Wolverine is walking through uh, metal detectors at an airport. He takes the plane At Wichita. Down.
3: It's the Wichita airport. The Wichita airport. Um, <laughs> Why
1: not? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, suddenly uh, Ian McKellen appears behind him playing Magneto. It's not just bro- uh, Shakespeare <laughs> and Exactly.
4: I mean, usually if Ian McKellen- <laughs> Oh, I'm it's me, I'm <laughs> War- <laughs> so is freaking uh...
1: Gandalf! Yeah, <laughs> Ian McKellen. uh tells do with the amazing Yeah, t- tells him uh, that he has to trust him because there's uh, a grave new threat to mutants. And Wolverine says, "Why would I trust you?" And Ian McKellen says, "You wouldn't." But and then everything freezes, and we turn around, and there's no dramatic reveal. Exa- uh, Professor Xavier, Captain Picard Weaving. himself, <laughs> weaves <laughs> through a crowd on his wheelchair, <laughs> stops in front of Wolverine, and says, "You're not the only one that has gifts." Cut to credits
3: <laughs> yeah i feel like in retrospect we like, should have just like, waited for you at baggage claim with a sign that would have been a lot easier yeah! <laughs> i remember i remember in that moment going oh right he's supposed to be dead but it's been so like i've blocked yeah. out most of uh of uh last stand and he's been alive for so fucking long now they brought him back with so little to do that like i think like any sort of like oh my god he's back it was like well of course he's fucking back
1: I think the way that they brought him back in the Last Stand, if I remember correctly, was he had like a comatose twin brother or a brain dead yeah. <laughs> twin brother,
3: yes, yeah. something like that. Yeah. He's definitely, yes. He definitely had transferred into some body that. I, yeah, I, they clearly yeah. like him. The, it is also paralyzed Island, right? from the waist near down. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, Yeah, the, yeah, yes. the, yeah. The twin brother was also paralyzed, or maybe he just got used to the chair. It's just comfortable. <laughs>
3: I, yeah, thought was, yeah, I thought he was
2: brain dead. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah. Yeah. So, the thing I didn't understand is when Mariko stabs y- Yoshida, Yoshida in the neck, why does that matter, given the point that it seems like at that point he has at least some of the healing factor? I think
4: the idea is supposed to be that it was actually the stab in the head that was the big deal, because my, my understanding That's of That's what
2: Wolverine's... his memory center is!
4: My understanding of and Wolverine's he forgot healing... about
3: his healing factor! <laughs> <laughs>
4: My understanding of Wolverine's healing power is that the two things that can actually affect him are, one, uh, brain damage, um, and that, and thus removing the head, and actually drowning. So if you remove oxygen from the equation... Okay, I,
2: yeah, him. I had wondered whether he could survive in space or without oxygen. Yeah. Uh, so I, it's, it's uh, un- laws of uh, unbreakable. It's unbreakable yeah. rules. I'm yeah. pretty,
3: unbreakable I'm rules, everybody. Sure uh...
2: Unbreakable uh... rules.
1: Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that they established the bullet to the head in X-Men Origins Wolverine. which Not sure in that movie, memory. Bullet to the Head?
3: Yeah.
4: There, by the way, there is actually one X-Men Origins Wolverine reference in that. What is it? Uh, so, okay, so Wolverine gets knocked out and has a lot of hallucinations in this movie. Yep.
0: And he to do a lot.
4: Yeah, the one where he wakes up in, like, the weird pain chair that they designed for him yep. before the Silver before the Samurai and all that. He's hearing a lot of people. One of the people is actually Kayla from Origins Wolverine, and I only know that for one reason. That's because I tend to watch movies with closed captioning on because I kind of have direct hearing. I, um uh, and it, closed captioning informed me that that would, that it was Kayla yelling Wolverine, and I thought,
3: uh, who the hell is Kayla? I had that exact same process, but didn't, but couldn't remember, and but I also had like unofficial subtitles that weren't very good, so I'm like, it's probably just somebody thought they said Kayla. Because who the fuck is Kayla? Yeah, yours were actually
1: subtitles transcribed from Richard the Third, and you're like, (laughs) he keeps asking for a
3: horse. (laughs)
0: <laughs> why?
3: It's a running joke throughout Richard the Third. Every every scene, he's like, "Hey, I haven't seen my horse." And then, yeah, "Where is my like, horse?" Hey, for a horse, and everybody laughs because it's just the perfect payoff.
0: Uh,
2: <laughs> why do you guys keep referring to them as hallucinations? I mean, he's he's asleep, and they're dreams. You guess, can just well, no, he does. He does have a full-on hallucination at one point.
4: When he's yeah, when he to... almost
3: starts stabs Madiko, he clearly yeah. seems to think that the silver
2: samurai is around. Yeah, he's waking up from a nightmare.
4: Right, but no, there's also the scene where he's like standing watch and he's waiting for Madiko, oh, yeah. and like Gene appears and just chats with him on the rooftop. Oh, that's Jean.
3: It always... won't. They won't talk about Gene. I don't buy it. Go on. Well, I mean, explain. That's... Like, they, they clearly want this to be like this epic love story that entirely uh, informs every aspect of his character. But it's just some woman that he met one time and became obsessed with. And she never returned his feelings until she got evil. And then only for a little bit. And then he, then he stabbed her and he just won't fucking give up on
0: her. I'm what like, what do God
2: you mean? One time. <laughs> They we're, knew each other for years. They were professors at the same school. He's been in love with her since the moment he met her. She's, she's always been with every the dude that he could never. With her. I mean, it's well, it's not like he Jean was head. you know following her around or anything. I, he I just he loved was. her because he was the one who uh, you know recognized his uh, humanity under the animal uh, exterior. I thought that was Professor X.
1: I think part part of the problem, and I thought this while I was watching oh, he's it. I was in love with him, too. And I've thought this <laughs> yeah. before.
3: Um, I, really I would prefer that. <laughs> if you had a lot of dreams about uh, Patrick Stewart, that would be cool.
1: I I like Fonka Jansen generally. Especially but she the one where he flies
3: me. in
2: through the window. <laughs> Go on.
1: Uh, F- Fonka Jansen, I like generally, but she always struck me as kind of weird casting for Jean Grey. Um, insofar as she does not comport with the mental image that I have of Jean Grey as a... like She's a lot
2: more like Jean Hackman. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. No, <laughs> no, no. Famke Jansen is, like, this towering Dutch woman. And mm. uh, Jean Grey, in my mind, has always been, like, very slight and physically unimposing, and the power within her is in contrast to that, as opposed to Famke Jansen, who sometimes looks like she could break Hugh Jackman in half.
5: Uh, yes. Well, I mean, she did kill a man with her legs that one time.
3: That yes, is true. in yes, Goldeneye. So.
0: Is true. I feel
5: like I feel like their relationship too is that's also... where she prefers to be on a top. Uh, uh, it's it's also kind of like symptomatic of like the problem of like franchise storytelling because like I came into this like I saw X Men Last Stand once, like when it came out. I don't remember anything about that film um and so like i i got the sort of stakes from a pure plot like narrative level but the emotional investment here it, it just they just asked me to believe that i should yeah you know mm-hmm. invest I, in this relationship well, yeah. they, didn't, they didn't quite show
3: like that, it wasn't you know, a-
5: why that investment was worthwhile yeah
3: and it wasn't until Dude, I think it was earlier, mentioned that the reason he keeps dreaming of stabbing uh, her is because that's how she died. I had forgotten else. that
2: detail. Yeah. Actually, so that someone else mentioned that, and I had also forgotten that when I was watching the film. I had the same yeah. experience. Hillary but had I'm, to remind me that he had but, done that. <laughs> no, I mean, the the like, reason
5: I say that, like, I'm trying to envision a version of this relationship that like, threads that needle as carefully as this one does like there was there was just enough for me to get the stakes in an abstract sense um yeah, yeah i mean the way I, I kind of sorry no go
4: ahead i was gonna say the way i kind of approach this is that like you know at this point you know it is generally accepted that the timeline for x-men was just irrevocably borked
0: like, oh, no, yeah.
4: broken yeah. beyond all reason which is like why I literally this movie literally ends with leading into days of future past which is to fix it. and so you know it, 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 it
3: further yeah,
4: yeah the, further. the x-men timeline at this point was so broke it's so broken that i almost like sat when i sat down to watch it i had this weird thing where i almost approached it as like i just didn't pre- i pretended the other movies didn't exist
2: well that's and what I this movie thought- does too with the opening scene where Yeah. It's it's already been established that he should be somewhere in World War II with Sabretooth. Where's Lee Schreiber? Here we're just going to be like, forget (laughs) Sabretooth. He's just in Japanese POW camp jail. I I think that That that
1: that gets to the broader incongruity, though, because the. If you take out the gene stuff, this is actually a pretty self contained film.
0: Yeah. 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 And
1: and that element is so weirdly misplaced within it. And that, that. feels like tension between the film that Mangold wanted to make versus Mm -hmm. the film that was kind of the the pieces that were necessary to be there.
4: Well, that kind of gets to my theory about like, so when you you told me that Mangold is making um, Logan, that makes so much sense to me because this actually, watching this movie makes me very excited to see Logan because I feel like Logan might be more close to what Mangold wanted to make in the first place because I remember when I saw the trailers for this movie, the movie's trailers make it look like Wolverine gets, you know, the this dying Japanese man offers him the chance to end his life. And the movie, the trailers make it look like Wolverine accepts that offer and then shit starts going down and he realizes, oh, crap. You know, I wish I, I kind of wish I hadn't made that choice right now when shit's going down. And I kind of have the suspicion that like that's what he I, and obviously I don't know, but Mangle yeah. wanted that because there's parts of this movie that feel much more quiet and intimate and about trying to kind of dig into logan and bears. his loneliness and his bears yeah um, but then like you know at the end of the movie it, there's it, it's almost like because you know there's this idea right now where hollywood superhero blockbusters have to be expensive right and that they have to if they're expensive, you have to justify it. And that's why all of a sudden at the end of the movie, he's fighting giant adamantium robot shredder because there's no real reason he should be fighting adamantium robot shredder other than it's a superhero movie. And at the end of superhero movies, we need a giant monster to fight. Yeah. yeah. So like I, what I, what I really want, took from this while watching it is that there's a very definite tension between, I think the movie maybe Mangold wanted to make and sort of the expectations of what a superhero movie should B.
3: yeah mm-hmm. well now you're making me wonder if if perhaps something may have changed in production
0: because mm-hmm. i'm
3: just thinking like if you like specifically sort of the middle part of the movie where it's just him and mariko on the run and mm. at least the explanation here is that his powers aren't working or stopped working as well mm-hmm. i mean i could definitely see like in the version of this movie where he did give up his powers uh, that whole middle section could play more or less the same. Yeah, uh, with this being depowered, or maybe his, or maybe he's in the process of like, for whatever sort of comic book logic reason, you could say that like there's a process where his powers are being transferred,
2: so he's slowly losing them
0: mm-hmm. uh, right. over and the course she, of this. Uh,
2: she is in love with him and taking him, taking a relationship with him as the third option of escaping from the life where she either has to be. The, the granddaughter who's in love with this guy mm-hmm. uh, and wants to marry him or the granddaughter who's going to take over the Empire and so is supposed to marry this other guy. Uh, so she it's... wants to run from her past or her future to be with Wolverine in the present.
1: Well, all of that feels like it's in there. Like the themes are there ready to be connected, but they were not connected. And yeah. you, you ended up instead with, you know, I, I really like the Shinkansen scene. Uh, even really though good. E- even though it it is kind of dumb and out of place, and I'm not sure I would give that up, but I feel like you could have ended the film on a much quieter note, and you could have had a couple of quieter scenes throughout that would have connected those pieces, and yeah. it would have held together better. And the 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 thing that stuck out to me the most when I was watching is like ah this is completely you know coming from the studio edict side of how this looks, is the Discount Poison Ivy, which has yeah, no Dr. place Weitner. in this film.
2: Yeah, yeah exactly. So I hear what you're saying, but I also feel like that when I saw this in theaters, um, this was the first scene, or the first like fight scene that Wolverine was in, where I actually felt like the stakes were kind of high. It which, felt which like one? he was being... This, the climactic battle scene with uh, the, the Silver Silver Samurai, Samurai is yeah, yeah, actually uh, the character,
0: technically.
2: Yeah, uh, where he... You know, I felt like Wolverine could die in this scene. I didn't feel like he would Mm -hmm. because it's his movie, but I felt like he could. I felt like he was actually in pain and was struggling. And Mm. something about, like, the nature of that uh, the set piece of this giant building with these multiple floors. And multiple times Mm -hmm. someone, like, fell. And, you know, they're falling, like, three or four stories, and then they're falling again. And uh, it it felt like, you know, there was a lot of action. I, I definitely
4: liked it. I, I thought that was well done, but I, I definitely agree with Steph that Doctor Viper. I'm, I'm sorry. Doctor Viper is a SWAT cat's villain. Um, whoever Dr. she was, Doctor Green. Doctor Green
3: slash yeah, Doctor
4: Green. Uh, SWAT cats. Wow, that was a deep ass cut. Um, yes. uh, well, yeah, lock. speed
2: of heat. <laughs> Radical what about uh, Samurai Pizza Cats? Yeah, Samurai Pizza Cats. More,
4: more relevant to what we're talking about. It yeah. used to air I mean, with Kung Fu Rooster. Yeah. Doctor yeah, Green feels like really out of place. Like I remember thinking so about like, like, why is everyone doing what you know? The basic you know plot logic, character logic question of why is everybody doing what they're doing? And everyone else had a reason, even if yes. it was maybe it wasn't super well developed as to why they were doing what they're doing. Even Masada. Is, is Masada Masuda the, um, the, the, ex, the ex-ninja? Har- I think Harada, uh, Harada is the ex-ninja. Harada. Uh, I apologize. Yeah, Harada. Harada had a conflict and a reason for what he was doing in that he was torn between his loyalty and the fact that he thought this was terrible. Like, I literally don't know why Dr. Green is there. I have no idea have why she agreed no to do it.
2: She's an oncologist, and she's uh, yeah. one of the mutants that he collected because he's been obsessed with mutants ever since World War II well, when he met Wolverine. But,
1: but she has no motivation, she has no... Like, she's
2: evil. I, that's it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, she's
1: uh, the uh, snake.
2: she's an evil snake woman, like Eve in the garden with the viper and the snake in the garden. <laughs> and evil. Given that this is evil. Evil. Oh my god! He eats I an, apple, an apple!
1: You'll enjoy it!
3: Oh my god, it. it's all there!
0: Yeah.
1: No, so um, no, the, the, yeah, the, the, act, the the actress who plays this this character. The only other thing I've seen her in was Tinker, Taylor, Soldier,
2: Spy. Um, That's like the only other American thing she's been in. Yeah, before and, your IMDb page. And
1: she was good and affecting and interesting. And in I that. haven't seen it yet. Spoilers. Um, and
3: spoiler, she's good in it. And, and <laughs> in in
1: this, she, I could. I could not look at her and not think of Uma Thurman in Batman and Robin. Oh yeah, and from the, the costuming to the like tone of voice she was using, she mm-hmm. did not have plant based powers, um, and there was no one of the cinematic caliber of Chris O'Donnell to establish chemistry with her.
3: No, but but like a lot of her, she, a lot of her vamping, like there's that part where she's like, you know. I'm an expert in poisons, and I'm also an expert in men, or whatever.
2: Yeah. Uh, she she says no, it she's like an even more to do- both both poisons and men. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, so that's how she, yeah. that's how she phrases it. She, but she like, like, you
3: like- can easily put that right into the into the uh, words of Uma Thurman when she's when she's in mm-hmm. her little uh, yeah, plant bone. I,
4: I we can't know, but it, it almost does kind of feel like she's that poor actress does not really know what. Like what her character's doing because her character has no character. And so she's just like going, fine, I'll lean, I'll fall back on something because I got to finish this
2: job and collect my paycheck because I have to eat.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of.
2: Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's, yeah, no, that's I what have the to... character is doing as well. She's just got to finish this job for this crazy old yeah, Japanese me- man maybe that's so that she it. can get paid so she can eat.
3: But like, there's, there, there's it doesn't like, if they even came up with like a half-assed reason why she was necessary to get him in the silver, uh, not silver surfer, silver samurai armor, like if for some
2: reason her powers helped there, that would make sense. But at no well, point powers in this are movie... They're the thing that is like stealing his... They're the thing that's suppressing his uh, no, her mutant. Little, no, her yeah, her. but right? okay. I like, think she injects into his
0: heart. Her oh, take her heart. out
3: of the movie and just have fucking uh, yashida uh, inject him surreptitiously with something and every other plot point is entirely fine taking her out of the movie changes nothing i think the only
1: like. reason that she is in the movie is so that yukiko has someone to fight at the end because yukiko also, she, i actually yeah, like
3: I mean, and they had to have eh. her do
1: something i i liked yeah. yukiko from the moment that i saw that she uh kept a lot of junk in her car like <laughs> All right. I, that's I thought, that's I, what you did? No, no, I I saw that and I'm like, ah, that's a that's an interesting little bit of characterization there. <laughs> I know many she people does, like that. Yeah.
5: She does drop out of the middle of the film. Yeah. Um, yeah very hard. In 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 many ways I think this is this is a film that has it has too many characters for its plot. Like it doesn't have yes. too many characters in a in an absolute sense, but they there I, I could very easily see a version of this script. Where um, Yukio and Mariko were the same yeah. character at one point, or oh, where there. like the yeah. father. Yeah. yeah,
1: there's a,
3: yeah, like in a lot, in a lot of ways, this is like Wolverine's been dropped into the middle of uh, Kurosawa's Ron, and uh, uh, <laughs> and it was just like it just seems like a little too much. <laughs> I mean, that's a little like, It's a very sort of King Leary yeah. Story. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to look you know. Favorite, favorite it's daughter and forgotten daughter. And at the end, he's in a robot just like in King Lear. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, That's yeah. And he's wandering Maybe. around saying, My horse, my horse.
4: My we, kingdom I, for I, a robot horse. I, I, could like could giant, we try just. Giant
2: samurai armor for <laughs> a robot
5: horse. Could we talk just a little bit more about the the tone of the film? Because that was yeah. probably the thing that struck me yes. the most. I mean, yes. the first, certainly the, I think the first five minutes of this film, I thought this was going to be a really good film. Yeah. Yes. Um, the first five minutes are cool. Yeah. They're very strong. There's a way in which that that opening scene mm-hmm. um, sets a tone for, if not the movie as a whole, then certainly the first third or half. Yeah. Um, where it's, it's a little more... Um, as i think you said patrick contemplative um a little more you know like it's not that the pace is slow but it's it's a, it's a little bit more kind of philosophical <laughs> um and th- there's a way in which you you see a side of logan's character in the first third half of this film that you you know i don't think we really get anywhere else but then it kind of goes off the rails and i'm but i can't really pinpoint. The point at which that happens, like my initial instinct was okay. the Shinkansen scene, but yeah.
0: okay. I,
5: but I really like that scene. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, would but it, it was, I, I, it was a tonal shift that it, it, you know it kind of like certainly after that things started things started to change a good bit, and you know by the end when we end up with you know Silver Samurai, it's sort of like this this is Dr. this, this going- is almost
0: not the same film. <laughs> I, 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 think I would I, say, I, I think I would I say I
3: once it. we're at the Silver Samurai's castle, that's where yeah, it goes off yeah. the rails for me. I, 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 so like, I, I, like the, I like the ninja fight in the snow village yep. beneath the castle, but like mm-hmm. everything that's happening inside the castle <laughs> with the D, D-list, uh poison ivy, and once they get in there, I just like I don't give a shit about anything happening there. I think yes. what you, what I, you could have done
1: is what you could have done is structure it so that because c- there, there is this weird shift where like. She's suppressing his powers, and then he gets them back, and then she's like, well, now I'll just take your powers away. So it it feels like there's a bit of padding there. You could have had that scene where he cuts the thing out of his chest. There is already a fight in that scene. That could have been the climax of the film. And I feel like it becomes... It goes off the rails when you add on this superfluous fourth act to try to hit a two hour running time.
3: Yeah, why Why is the yeah. Silver Surfer, uh, so, God damn it, Silver Samurai <laughs> over <laughs> there <laughs> off in More this weird form. castle? Why, why isn't it just under the Yashida estate? You can yeah. easily have the Silver Samurai turn up right there at that point. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, maybe I father mean, his and Son fighting really against each other. And then the Silver Samurai turns against Shingen. And this is a yeah. dramatic moment. It's also Samurai I, versus.
4: Wolverine. I just have to ask: Did they build the silver samurai armor just in case Wolverine said no? Because it feels like, like, <laughs> like, like he asks him, and like if, if if Wolverine's like, "Okay, yeah, that sounds great," he's gonna be like, "God damn it, we spent a lot of money on that silver samurai armor. Yeah, this thing must cost yeah. a, it's
0: a fuck ton. It's They built pure
3: adamantium. Find him. Yeah. Well, yeah, she was looking it, for him for a
2: year. So, yeah, they are probably have yeah, been uh, that intro. I mean, but, he probably wasn't just sitting on his hands for the last, like, 40 years. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the
4: thing I will say is... For the He mo- also might not no, be as
3: sick as he's pretending to be. Yeah.
4: yeah. yeah. There's no uh, one moment where it goes off the rails for me. I will say the moment things start to get weird is, is when the ninjas show up. Because I agree, I love that fight i love the fight when he, you know wolverine is pulling this thing out of his heart i love that fight that he has that was cool But the nin- <laughs> that was cool
2: honestly but like the thing with after- ninjas
4: to me is not to that there were ninjas i just accept that this is marvel and marvel japan just posits that half of the japanese population is ninjas
5: everyone's
2: a ninja and one murakami b- book and I happen to know for a fact that half of all people in Japan are ninjas. Yeah. But Bester, <laughs> you—ghosts you, you in the forest.
1: You were a Japanese uh, major, like even you got a little bit of ninja training when you were over there, right? Oh yeah.
3: Well, I will say <laughs> the thing forest movie, ghosts, the right? thing that this movie really gets wrong—there's not enough drifting. <laughs> that is strange. there should be
4: um, there are a lot of firearms for Japan by the way that's the one thing <laughs> yeah. I was it's all true no, yeah. but,
3: uh, right after I got back from Japan uh, I met some of my girlfriend at the time's family and like mm-hmm. her one of her nephews or cousins was probably around 10 at the
2: time and, and already had, had a Tokyo Drift that... tattoo on his neck
3: essentially, like he was the entire time playing like Need for Speed on his uh, PSP or something like that and the, fir- the only thing he asked me the entire night was so how much drifting did you do? <laughs> because he was convinced he hey, was, as a 10 year old boy he was convinced that the only mode of transportation in Japan was wall to wall drifting. Yeah, what'd you, t-
2: what'd you tell him? Are you sure that he was being serious or was he just incredibly clever and uh, sort of uh intelligent for a 10-year-old who's already being sarcastic. It,
3: se- it seemed like a very earnest question at the time. <laughs> it's entirely possible, I'm not giving this child enough credit, but at <laughs> the time given what I could parse out about his personality and his level of knowledge of Japan, he seemed to legitimately believe that everyone in Japan was always drifting.
2: Excuse me, it's not everyone in Japan, it's just everyone in Tokyo. Tokyo. Yeah,
1: they're not drifting, it's not called Osaka Drift. Yeah, it's Tokyo
2: Drift. I don't remember what my I it, I don't know
3: what my response was but I hope I was clever enough to say no, I was living in Kyoto at that time. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Um, what I was saying though is that the, the problem with the I hope with the ninjas is that like the ninjas, it's it's a hard thing to say. It's kind of an action choreography is thing. It, is it ninjas or but, ninja? The ninja. <laughs> ninja. But like yeah. the action choreography ninjas. up till then had ninjas. kind of. I don't want to say grounding because it they did have the on top of the train scene, but when the tr- when the ninjas show up there's a lot more extraneous flips than are really necessary it does, it does uh,
1: get flippier. <laughs> It gets
4: pretty flippier. because there's
3: Actually, there's, a lot like, of, there's this one moment
4: where the camera like swings around and a ninja like quietly like wraps a chain around the yakuza guy um and he's like coming from around the door and his buddy like rushes up and like does this like triple backflip over the door just to land on the other side of the door and i'm like necessary There must have been a much easier way to get there.
3: And there's a lot of, like, mid-air barrel rolls while shooting an arrow. They're doing a lot of, like, jumping onto those little mini trampolines and twirling and firing the arrow in that. Like, that's not a good way to fire an arrow, I don't think. No. But yes, no, there's a lot of extraneous ones. And, like, if we want to parse out the Shinkansen things, there's a lot of, like, both of the... both. Wolverine and the guy he's fighting are able to like leap 10 feet into the air to jump over various yeah. obstacles in a way of like mm, this doesn't seem like
2: it would work. Yeah, it seems like it'd be uh it's a little out, out of place outside of uh Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon.
0: Yeah. It's very cool. Also, it's a great idea for
2: Wolverine where everyone jumps ten feet at a time. Yeah. Wolverine although
3: now I'm imagining that fight with like Magneto, so he's also using his metal powers at the same time. Now I'm imagining
1: that fight with Will I Am where he's just poofing between (laughs) different signs. Yeah. And he accidentally uh, poofs halfway between (laughs) signs and gets torn in half.
0: (laughs) So much more. I
2: The reason that I commented on how cool it was that Wolverine was digging around in his own heart was because I was genuinely surprised to see something that cool in any X-Men film. Because partially, I mean, in the theaters, this was the first X-Men film that I like 100% enjoyed. Every other one I'd seen in the theaters, even first class, the first time I watched it, there were parts of it where I was like, I don't know about this. But this one, I was just like, this movie is awesome but also because right before I watched this, I watched Origins Wolverine. And is, <laughs> for, considering it, that movie is literally nothing but action sequences strung together with a little bit of dialogue and some walking... There is not one really cool thing in that entire film. The
1: only thing in that film that I enjoy oh, yes, but... is, the, well, there's the guy getting stabbed and the face he makes.
2: But <laughs> what was also, he getting stabbed with? Was that another also, one of Wolverine's severed claws? But also, That is not
1: a surgical <laughs> we, we, uh, we had a conversation during the recording of that episode, which you, which you uh, were not on, where uh, we talked about what happened in the margins. And part of that was uh, when Gambit and Wolverine go to Three Mile Island, they clearly have like a few hours in a helicopter yes, where they're just right. on the road. And they probably got to refuel as they're going. And I
2: and, and his little Cessna that he won in a car. In a car. It, yeah, it's his Millennium Falcon.
1: Yeah, I, I want to see the. Uh, I would watch like a two hour real time movie of yeah. just their
3: road trip. They something to
1: fill up. And, yeah, you
3: I remember we, we figured out how far away New Orleans and Three Mile Island was and like at like minimum it's like an 8-hour flight or something like that. <laughs> uh, I'm it's telling actually, you, I
4: think I, I know that. I have flew from New Orleans to New York to Three Mile Island. And uh, and it hard.
2: says I'm um, I'm telling you, I think no. I I first mentioned this in one of the Iron Man podcasts. Eventually, superhero films are going to branch out into other genres mm-hmm. than uh, just action films are. that yeah. We're gonna, yeah. I mean, like, uh, the Netflix Marvel stuff is is already doing it. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I we're mean, we gonna get a spy thriller films that are just horror. Yeah. We're gonna get films that are just comedies. We got Deadpool. Uh, yeah. but eventually, we're gonna get one that is just like a low budget, uh, road movie or like you know buddy cool. comedy where it's just Looks a like couple a tw- of people on the road. And initially, I had always I had nominated uh, Tony Stark and Roadie. Yeah. Uh, but it would work perfectly with Wolverine and anyone else. Just like well, trying to get to a place by a time. That just literally My is what wife Logan is giving
1: birth. Logan doesn't look like a lighthearted comedy rom. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't look um, like okay, there's think, gonna I be I a, scene, we're talking about a lighter thing than It that. doesn't look like, like uh, there's gonna be a scene where Logan and Professor X end up at a motel and Logan goes skinny
2: dipping with the maid. <laughs> <laughs> While Professor <laughs> yeah, X is perfecting throwing cards into a hat with his mind. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, to go back also to uh, the open heart surgery. I mean, I remember when this movie open came out. Chest. There
2: was talk of. Oh, yes. Yeah, excuse me.
3: Uh, yeah. But I mean, in a lot of ways, this is surprisingly graphic for a superhero movie. Like, we also have the the snow Well uh, I don't remember as fuck. Yeah, there. So, does. This isn't an R movie, right? It is still PG thirteen, right? PG thirteen. Yep. But but yeah. like I, it's very like as I, I think I remember there being like some talk of like. At one point, director, you actually amazing.
2: see.
3: Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I I think I remember there being conversation of like wanting this to be an R rated movie, and it ultimately didn't end up being there. But this... like it seems it's much closer to an R rated movie mm-hmm. than probably I, any of the other things. I, I kind of wish
4: this movie had been made like maybe a little bit later, which is why one of the reasons for Logan because this movie feels like it's sort of the last one before like Deadpool and Daredevil happen, because those are the moments where like they everyone starts getting a little more comfortable. With the idea of like, well, maybe we can be a bit more because like yeah. I, what I was thinking, I was like the, you mentioned the Marvel Netflix shows. They are way more comfortable being quieter shows like mm-hmm. Deadpool, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. Um, and I presume Punisher and uh, Iron Fist are going to be quieter shows. part of that because...
1: is time, though. I mean, television in the format, you're able to stretch yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, you get 13 hours to but do it.
4: Wolverine, I just think, also lends himself better when he's by himself to quieter movies or well, quieter stories. Because Wolverine just, he doesn't have the powers to like blow like he didn't when he doesn't have like storm and cyclops running him around there's yeah. just it,
0: they're
2: not as loud combat guy he never picks up a gun yeah right um, and he also doesn't like killing and i one of the things that i kept thinking repeatedly throughout this film and i i often feel or uh, that i end up thinking about a lot in the x-men films when wolverine is on screen because uh yeah I think it's in X2 where he we first actually see him kill somebody with the claws when the yeah. when the mansion is being invaded and yeah. every time yeah. he's doing that I it makes me hyper aware of how little we see the consequences like the biological consequences of violence and mm-hmm. these movies are hyper violent and part of Wolverine's internal struggle is like how he's tired of killing. He doesn't want to be a soldier anymore. He just wants to go and live in the wilderness and be away from everyone who, will, who either tries to kill him and he has to kill or wants him to kill somebody else. Or but Then those you know, bastards killed his bear friend. What, yes, like, or his wife, or his girlfriend, who was well, not actually his girlfriend or his wife. She was actually a spy who was hypnotizing him the whole time. Yep. Um, uh, or, you know, end, happen? endless that number thing? of that was an I don't yes. remember a and lot
3: about that movie.
2: There is, uh, there's like a, I picture it like a sine wave, where he he hates killing when he's off by himself, and then he gets dragged back into killing. And so the the, if the y-axis of a graph is people that he kills and the x-axis is over time, then he is always, he's like, upset about killing, and he's killing nobody, and then as it goes along, he starts killing more people, and he gets less and less, like, he cares less and less about how he has to kill people, until he's finally just throwing the Minister of Justice off a roof, because he can't, he doesn't have time to deal with his shit anymore, like, he's just got to get somewhere, and then eventually he'll stop, or he'll start caring again, and he stops killing, and the number goes back down. And in the same way, I feel like I want there to be more consequences to this because it's a thing for him. So when he pulls his claws out of somebody and there's no blood on them, I'm like, this is bullshit. This doesn't make any sense. And this is the first film where they actually show some, but it's after they've had several distance sequences where there's no blood. Then there's one close up where he has some blood on it. Remember this, though, every
1: time he pops, though, because they do pop out of his own hands.
2: I yeah. mean, I feel like it yeah. should, like, this is the part where it should embrace, like, the uh, the John Woo or, like, Quentin Tarantino depiction of Japanese violence, where he's cutting people's <laughs> limbs off left and right, and there's blood every spraying, time, like,
1: every time. Feet. Every Just, time he pops every time. his claws, I want blood to spurt out of his hands and hit people around him. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That, that's what
0: makes it
2: It's less snicked and more splat. Yes. You know, that would be perfect oh. and realistic except that as we all as we all have learned uh, he he not only heals without a scar but all of the blood that came out of the wound dries up and evaporates or is like pulled back <laughs> into his body as he heals yep. that's why he's not walking around with blood crusted all over every inch of his body 24 hours a day that's true that
5: does it's, seem like it would happen more
2: I have a question you, guys yes yeah so in
5: Japan in Japan the title of this movie is Wolverine Samurai
2: Which is (laughs) awesome. Yes. That is, especially if it is not an excellent film. And it's a movie about a Wolverine who is a samurai. Why, for the love of God, was this film
0: released
2: as just
5: the Wolverine? I don't know. Oh, I could not tell you. you. It
2: was during the uh, the Rocky Balboa Rambo era uh, where they're trying (laughs) to establish, like,
0: you know, it's less
2: about a showy comic book title. Like, you know, The Wolverine, Logan Goes to Japan, or, you know, The Road to Tokyo. Uh, <laughs> Nagasaki, in this case.
4: Uh. <laughs> the Road to Nagasaki, then back to Tokyo, then to Atomic another Atomic Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: Atomic Wolverine and the Silver Samurai. Wolverine is well,
1: like, the Samurai Giant. You know, well, there's, you, oh, you, by the way, was, it
2: remember, had a, remember, a
5: couple of remember, other
2: titles, too. Who is driving like,
5: like, Samurai through? It's all Japanese, man! That's common, men. actually. Japanese... Yeah, no, it's, 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 yeah, no, this this is a common thing, but, like, it was released as, like, Wolverine Immortal or something, like, like, they all had these, like, subtitles. I'm wondering
2: why in the U.S. we just got the Wolverine. Because everyone knows he's immortal. It'd be like saying Wolverine alive. But is he my
0: immortal? (laughs)
2: Go, go frost early... Tips, uh, early 2000s, Patrick. We don't need your Evanescence <laughs> references in here. To
3: go, back to, to go back to the immortality thing. I should go never have told to you really all stories that.
0: Stories <laughs> but you did. At the,
3: at the beginning when they have the, the Nagasaki uh, save uh, and uh, Yashida is sort of recovering and has seen that uh, he has the healing factor, pretty much the very first question he has for Logan is, how old are you? Which to me just doesn't seem like logically it makes sense that the healing factor would arrest his aging, but it doesn't like immediately follow that way. Like I wouldn't go, "You have a healing factor; you must
5: be immortal." Yeah, it is. It is an odd first question to
2: ask. I mean, I
4: I also kept wondering how come Logan knew knew so much about the
2: bomb. Yeah, that was very strange. Also, like he recognized (laughs) the sound of the bomb. Hiroshima had
3: already happened. He he knew that.
2: I presumed he had
4: been in prison since before Hiroshima happened. Also, he's in the Canadian army.
2: Oh, that's interesting. Because <laughs> he's a that. Canadian. Boy. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, but, you know, that's why he he what Civil he's War. done in the last War. hundred years. <laughs> so so this did, the
1: Civil War. This Christ did like, actually yeah. bother me during the film. I felt like Hugh Jackman's accent was much less Alberta and much more New York this time around.
4: Hmm. Well, <laughs> well, that was a I New mean, York pair.
0: We can have discussion.
4: I feel oh, like when Doctor Strange for, comes sorry, around, we can have that. a great discussion about Americans trying to do American accents.
2: Shouldn't he have fought in the French and Indian War? He wasn't that, was that old. He's not that old. He's born oh, yeah. in the 1800s. Maybe you're right. yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, guess, yeah, I think it's like
3: 1845.
1: That's like saying
2: yeah, the <laughs> that's Ulysses Grant. <laughs> like,
3: the, the answer to Yashi this question at that point would be like 90 or so. Like, yeah. Not that insane. No, yeah, I, like, I'm. I'm in I'm the would... upper limit of people that you know. No, no, he's been,
1: yeah. He if he fought in the Civil War, then he's he's like 190.
2: He's not even a uh, bicentennial man Sorry, Robin Williams. <laughs> he's born in, I believe he's born in 1845, yeah. so he's like 170 at this point. No, but at yeah, the point when surprised.
3: the question is asked, it's like, 1945. Yes. Okay. So he's 100.
2: We're, we're I, going to uh, get a really deep nerd hole here, guys. Thinking about that though during this film made me realize something Wolverine has had his his adamantium for like the last third of his life For the first hundred years. He he was just bone claws and healing factor Uh Uh, And I really I like the idea that maybe like have you ever Gotten had a car for like ten years or a long period of time and you're used to how it drives And then you have another car for like the next five years and you still make mistakes with like the turning radius Uh sometimes Oh, or, sure. you know, you're still used to the thing that you used to know, even though it's been a long time. I like the idea that sometimes he, he busts out his claws and he goes to do something and he messes it up just a little bit because he's still used to the bone claws and he's just not paying attention.
0: But he so, doesn't, like, he does he, he does
2: like threaten somebody and he's planning to just like poke them against his throat but he just goes like an inch into the throat by accident or something like that that was actually something i really
3: wanted to see more of i wanted Mm -hmm. to see like the little things that he screws up because he's been used to not having the healing factor so like when he was chopping that tree he has Mm -hmm. never had to worry about form he's never had to use an axe before (laughs) yeah but like like, he's clearly a strong guy, but, like, yes, hey, if he's ever really doing you know, anything wrong drops. in terms of, like, how he's moving... His body is just going to correct
2: for it. So, him. two like, things. I two when things. the podcast One is thing. over, remind me to come back to this, because I had an idea for an X-Men comic.
1: Two all things. Right. One, uh, he has no memory of his time with Bone Claws, because he got shot in the head with that adamantium bullet in X-Men Origins. Oh, and it took out all of his memories, because oh. that bullet was oh, the but, size but, but no, of his he entire re- brain.
0: <laughs> two. They hit the memory center. The
4: two. <laughs> two, rem- two. Nobody remembers the samurai guy in this movie. He remembers the Silver Samurai, which <laughs> that's happened before true. Had his memory erased. That's yeah. true. That me. The,
1: entire, ah, the entire film hinges on that. The entire film hinges
3: on that oh, one yeah, memory this not movie, being erased. This, this movie is, is very weirdly indebted to Last Stand, but does not, uh, other than that mention of Kayla, really pay attention at all to, uh, to that. So, you know, yep. he, rem- he remembers the time he was in a nuclear blast. I feel like that's a reasonable thing to remember. Yes.
1: Uh, second,
3: uh, he is pretty Patrick, singular in his experience. Patrick, you mentioned <laughs> so there were only two uh, opportunities
0: for him to be in it,
2: and he was in one of them. Patrick, Did you guys ever hear that story about the guy who survived both atomic blasts in Japan? There are actually he, several he just, people. Oh, uh, uh, the okay. only one.
0: For yeah. the record, I didn't.
2: Up. I there are parts of this film that didn't feel like they were super cohesive, and I I just watched it twice in a row, once uh, a couple days ago, and then again today with Hillary for deeper thoughts. And so wait, is that I, three I times had, or
3: four times?
2: Total, I've seen it three times. There was once in theaters, and then oh. uh, I, I fell asleep watching it one night and then watched the rest of it. Uh, it was actually, I watched half of it last night, half of it this morning, and then again this whole uh, afternoon. How many
1: times did you watch X-Men Origins prior to watching this?
2: Well, all- I saw it X-Men once X-Men several years ago, years ago and remembered time, of none though. of it, and then watched <laughs> it again a couple days ago and still remembered none of it. Uh, <laughs> no, except a- there, was, there was an... I'll, I will say that when he was in the barn with the old couple, I had the, I did not remember it at all. I remember none of that scene, none of those oh characters. God, and I was I like, this woman is going to get shot in the back through that window in less than 10 seconds. And one second later, it <laughs> happened.
0: <laughs> and that
2: was not for memory. It just felt like it was going to happen. And then you, uh, you walked I out of the about-
1: room and said to Hillary, Hillary, where have I been for the last two hours? I feel like I've been
2: <laughs> shot in the head with an adamantium bullet. <laughs> an adamantium bullet. Yeah, or I'm a cane double. with an adamantium stick! Or a cane with an adamantium <laughs> yeah. tip!
4: Ooh, Wolfman reference!
2: Uh, yeah! Uh, speaking of uh, Benicio Del Toro's film, Pacific Rim... <laughs>
0: oh,
2: wow! That was, that was a reference to a lot of... Uh, oblique references to a lot of things. Uh Oh, uh, I, that, that, I, that, I never saw the remake of the wolfman with benicio totoro but that uh, should be the title of your autobiography though i, I i'm <laughs>
4: on an episode of your stupid your stupid minds about that movie actually oh
2: okay yeah yeah uh, uh oh yeah you know there were a few things that i felt were not super cohesive but i really liked this film and i didn't feel like it ever really went off the rails um i know it was the only i did have this and this is like This uh, made me uncomfortable how much I expected this to happen. But for the first time I watched it, like the first or like the whole middle act or second act, I was like, when are they going to get back to America?
0: (laughs) 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 Because I was
2: taken in in by the idea that he was just going there for a very brief time and expected that a large portion of the film would be back in America. And then at some point I was like, oh, no, this is just about, you know, that portion of his of the Wolverine mythology where he's in Japan. And then I was really uncomfortable that I just casually assumed that he was going to go back to the U.S. or Canada. There should well, have been, well, like, sections...
3: sections. he was only going to be there for a day. Yeah, I know. Like, there should have been
2: sections of <laughs> the when film. When are they going to work... get to the fireworks factory? <laughs> <laughs> a section of the film, like...
1: Throughout, as a running gag, He should have been looking at his watch and be like, "I'm gonna miss my flight. I'm gonna miss yeah. my flight."
2: Yeah, it's like reading 1984, and you get closer and closer to the end, and you're like, "How is he gonna take down this authoritarian <laughs> empire?
0: Wait a minute,
2: <laughs> what
3: are they gonna do?" To-
1: <laughs> and any, uh, maybe I we think I've move- seen that film. We can move to uh, to closing thoughts now. Uh, we'll go in reverse order. Patrick, your, your closing thoughts on the Wolverine.
4: You know, I right before I saw, started watching it this morning, I I was on the phone with my girlfriend, and she had actually seen the Wolverine, and she she's commented that you know she's like, oh, I actually enjoyed that one, not unlike you know Origins, and I I agree, like I for for the parts of Nick Parker, I actually enjoyed this movie a lot more than Origins. It, it was, but like while well, watching it, I definitely like it's like I said, like it definitely felt like the tension between what I think. the the filmmakers wanted the movie to be which I think they wanted to be a little more contained versus just the the expectations that were on superhero movies especially at this point because at this point it was a post Avengers world but it was not a post Deadpool and Daredevil world so like there there just were these expectations that you know this is what superhero movies are and like just every once in a while watching this movie you can feel those expectations just kind of wander in especially Dr. Green, and I I enjoyed it, but like I saw another movie there that I do wish, I kind of wish I could have gotten to see. And it, knowing that Mangold is doing um, Logan actually is very exciting to me now, because I I do have a feeling we're actually going to see much more of kind of what I think the idea was for this, like a much more quieter, more personal Wolverine movie, where it is just sort of him, and, like, maybe two other people, um, you know, and where it is just... I, I don't anticipate Wolverine fighting a giant adamantine samurai in Logan, is, I guess, what I'm saying.
3: And <laughs> Oh, I'm, you'll be so surprised! And, and with Johnny Cash
2: inside!
0: Yeah!
2: It's one of these John Paul Sartre's uh, Logan. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like the, the John, cinematic version of a low-budget play. Yeah,
1: John Paul Sartre's Johnny John. Cash's Logan. <laughs>
3: I'm
4: just but I am excited for that and like you know because I feel like I feel like watching this I definitely felt that push-pull that I think you were we start to see a lot of in superhero movies around now um, and it was just I enjoyed it but it was just the push-pull was very obvious it was also super obvious that at this point in the in the X-Men continuity it was just so irrevocably bro- broken that it really was much more fun to just assume that this was like a trade paperback of Wolverine that I happened to have picked up from a bookstore and read without any context, other than like a little asterisk that appeared when Logan started dreaming about Gene that went down to a yellow box that said, he killed Gene in such and such and such and such.
3: Oh, that would be helpful. Yes, <laughs> L. Yes, I need I needed the, the notes from Ed. Good old Ed. Yes. <laughs> yes. That guy gets Ed around.
4: Stanley. Yeah, I mean that—that's kind of what I walked away from this one. It's like I actually enjoy this, but it, you definitely feel that that cohesive tension in the movie. Um, also, this is just a minor thing that bugged me. Uh, I never could tell the the movie didn't always seem to be very clear about when it was going to translate the Japanese out of subtitles and when it was not. <laughs> also, people spoke to each other in English sometimes, somewhat arbitrarily.
3: Yeah, that's always a big pet peeve of mine when it was like we we both speak a foreign language, but we're gonna have a private conversation in English for reasons. Yeah, you at least well, need the... like
1: a little clip of uh, camera zooming in on a cross as a guy reads from a like, Bible I feel... and gets to the word apocalypse.
5: Yeah,
3: there was yes. a, there was at least there was a nice there was a one where Yashida and Shingen have a conversation and there's like some white guy who's probably a lawyer who like puts down a tape recorder and it's very clear that this is like supposed to be like a formal moment when like we are recording the fact that uh, Shingen is being informed he is not getting the uh getting the Yashida corporation so like that one I'm like okay i kind of buy it for whatever reason players it in english
4: yeah um, well like there's another scene there's another scene there's no players
1: no no
3: there, when
4: there, there Shin... is
1: no law in japan
4: yeah. <laughs> I there's, am a a, law. there's a scene where Shinsen is talking <laughs> where Shinsen is talking to um uh yukiko where she's ha- ha- she's talking she's I feel, talking to I feel somebody
1: terrible like- saying this i did look it up it is yukio
4: yeah is yukio, yukio. Okay. i was i, was Fuck, that's, that's I apologize that's for... embarrassing wait it's not yukio Yeah, she- no.
0: <laughs>
4: gotta catch talking- them
0: all where- i was when- really i was
4: <laughs> where like she's talking to someone the- else and the then walks up and then starts talking to her in english and I, for a moment i was like why are they speaking in english and i was like because the woman that she's standing next to does not speak English, and Shinsen does not want that woman that she's standing next to to actually know what the hell he just said. And that was like the moment where I'm like, that's clever, I like that, but they're just, yeah. it was not feel very cohesive in when it got translated
2: and when people spoke in English. And then it turned out that that woman spoke High Valyrian all along. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Yep. Or Condon.
1: Nick Bester, your, uh, your final thoughts?
3: Well, I mean, I think in a lot of ways, I I had sort of a similar reaction. Like, this is the first time I've seen this movie. I hadn't seen it before. And it's definitely, like, this may say more about the relative quality of the X-Men movies than the relative quality of this movie, but (laughs) it's definitely one of the better X-Men movies. Like, Mm -hmm. it might
2: be, I don't know if it's the best, but it's probably like second or third best. Which ones did you like more than this one at this point?
3: Yeah, up up Um, to now. I, certainly, I used to like X2 a lot, but like when we watched it for this, I found I didn't like it as much as before. I re, I've only seen uh, Days of Future Past once, and I saw it on an airplane, so not the best way to see it, but I did enjoy that. That's how I saw uh, Hotel Rwanda. <laughs> that seems... I feel like Hotel Rwanda probably was...
2: That's a that's an odd choice for an airplane
3: movie. You it was actually perfect movie because I is... couldn't go
2: anywhere else, and I was... It's the kind of movie that I want to have watched, but it's so difficult to watch yes. that it's unlikely that I will sit and watch the whole thing, or that I will ever turn it on uh, if I have anything else to do. Even though I think that it's you know a, a valid and valuable film, uh, but yeah. that, watching it on an airplane, I mean, I was I couldn't go anywhere, and it was uh, you know solid. Fair enough. Fair enough. Same uh, reasons I'm I have down- not yet watched Twelve Years a Slave. <laughs>
3: Uh, I saw that, I saw that, and a friend of mine tried to set me up on a date while
2: we were watching it, but did not tell me that that was happening. Oh, so it was like that kind of time that uh, Jerry made out with that woman during Schindler's List.
3: Well, kind of, but like my friend Julian was like trying to get that to happen, but like didn't explain to anyone that that, like, he was like, Nick, you should sit next to this friend of mine that I've brought who you've never met before. I'm like, no, I'm fine. Uh, and like we're watching 12 years a slave like it wasn't until later it was like by the way she was I was trying to set you two up it was like well that would have been nice to tell me also perhaps uh, different movie but also, yes, yeah. but also why did you think 12 years a slave was gonna be the great date movie um so yes that that's my story about 12 years a slave um but yeah I think I think this is you know I don't like the last part of the movie like once it become once, dr green slash viper sort of steps back into the spotlight as like the secondary antagonist and once we're at like the silver samurai castle i don't think that's a I i did not like that part of the movie but i liked like most of it up to, up until that point so i think you know particularly it's a much better certainly dramatically better than uh uh origins just not saying much but I do think I, I do think it sort of sits at an interesting spot in terms of continuity, because, yeah, it throws origins out the window pretty much entirely. But it is, per, like, at the very least in terms of Jean Grey and certainly sort of the full effect of the uh, Professor X reveal, both are reliant on facts from Last Stand. And that's particularly weird as this movie moves directly into... Days of Future Past, the movie that blows uh, Last Stand out of continuity. So it's just kind of weird <laughs> so that we're weird. watching this movie and it's like so Last Stand still counts in this movie? Why is this happening?
2: They probably uh, just hadn't had the idea of how to reset it yet and then by the time they got yeah. to this movie they're like okay we've figured it out so that's going to be the end credits. Yeah,
3: yeah. no I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's it but it just it feels a little weird just given that the my understanding before watching this movie is that like last stand was never acknowledged ever again and eventually we wiped it out of continuity so it is kind of weird to have this movie where at least some of like the background characterization is deeply reliant Mm -hmm. on what happened in that movie
4: um by the way just slight tangent i was kind of annoyed when at the end of the movie gene was like i'm all alone here i have no one else here i'm like isn't your husband dead too
3: yeah hey we're
4: scott Um, who she killed off
1: screen (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now all she's going to be doing is being dead and waking up to dreams of her turning him to ash.
3: Yes. <laughs> Poor James Marsden. He's just brought in to be the uh, punching bag of every superhero in the world. So terrible. I feel so bad for him. He's got. He's got such a bizarrely. Uh, he's just the butt monkey of everything he's in. James Marsden. Uh yeah. To some
2: extent. I mean, Did you just uh, use the word butt monkey. Yeah, butt monkey. I don't know that. I- I, I it's been so long since I've heard that word that I don't remember if I've actually ever heard that word before. <laughs> well, it comes, it comes from. Like but maybe in the night.
3: Buffy, but I mean, oh, I think yeah. it's used know the context. <laughs> okay. Uh, Xander is sick of being everybody's butt monkey. Oh, okay. In the episode <laughs> Buffy versus Dracula. Yeah, because he, he's the guy that's the funny syphilis. Yeah. Um.
1: Anywho. So
3: where was? Where was they Oh, um, I kind of wish that the movie hadn't been so coy about what Kuzuri means. Like, for some reason, both Yashida and uh, Mariko see this man who has healing powers and metal claws and immediately go Kuzuri, as though it's some mystical creature. It's just the fucking word for Wolverine. So I don't understand, <laughs> I don't understand why Yashida has just survived a nuclear blast and he's looking up at this man who is growing his skin back and goes, this man is just like a Wolverine. <laughs> well, remember, Wolverine
4: not a... would not get that name himself for 20 more years yeah. in the timeline.
3: <laughs> yeah, oh, and yeah. <laughs> it's not as dumb as the way they get Wolverine into X-Men Origins. Right, I don't like... remember exactly, but it's something, it has like something a to do with Quetzalcoatl. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a bullshit Native American myth about, like, the moon loving a wolverine, I think, is yeah. one, if I remember correctly. I think it was
2: about a wolverine loving the moon.
3: Oh, uh, when a moon <laughs> yeah. loves a wolverine. But there's a, the, What I found the most galling though, was there's a point near near the end, I think, or in the middle. This when Monty Cove even goes, do you when know
5: the moon? who's moon
0: means <laughs> Anyway, Bye.
5: anyway...
3: There's a point when Mariko even goes, like, do you know what Kuzumi means? That's I'm like, okay, we're, point, gonna, we're gonna stop We're gonna stop being coy and just reveal we're talking about Wolverine. But no, he's like, it's a mystical creature with claws, and my grandfather told me about it, and I'm talking in a gypsy accent for some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, you sound like, uh, <laughs> <I was> like the I'm woman from um, The Wolfman, yeah.
1: Maria <laughs> Uspenskaya.
3: I don't know why. <laughs> but anyway, just, th- that kind of bugged me. Just but a again, weird trip through the Eastern Europe, everyone. <laughs> yes, you know Japan, Eastern Europe, same accents. Yeah. Uh, Finnish actually is surprisingly related to Japanese and Turkish, for that matter. Yeah, that's uh, why.
1: he was he was
3: originally called the Japanese chef. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Swedish. Uh, yep. So yes. Anyway, uh, I, I it's a much it's a it's a much better movie than I thought it was going to be. It's not it's not a great movie. I think the best I can say about it is it's not terrible. Like I didn't mind, I didn't mind Can watching I it. Race. I enjoyed the parts that I liked, but like I, I will, you know, someone would have to talk me into watching it again. I think is that makes you know, sense where I am on this. I will say if it had been about him avenging his bear friend for the entire time, <laughs> if this had just, just been like a Rambo First Blood situation where he was Red out bear. in the woods of the Yukon fighting. Bear mm-hmm. trappers and just you know losing his mind
2: over it. Oh my God! What You're a, talking I, of- about a Chuck Norris film, Forest Warrior, <laughs> which you can watch in its entirety on I believe maybe Hulu, Forest Warrior. You said. What are you guys doing yes. for the
4: next two hours?
2: That's I, the uh, that's I, I believe I sent you guys a clip to it a long time ago where Chuck Norris uh, flies down as an eagle and then transforms into himself mid jump kick. Uh, <laughs> And at one point, I do remember. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah oh, and at one point, he is, is, that he is an animorph in this movie. Yes, he is a spirit God. warrior uh, who can turn into animals, and he oh, he threatens a lumberjacker as a bear. I think at one point, and it's a- sh- stops a chainsaw with his hand. Uh, and if, if you look up on, I'll find it. I'll just find the clip. Uh, you can put it in the show notes.
3: It's directed by someone named Aaron Norris. I I wonder who he could be related to.
2: (laughs) 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 I, uh, I have actually, I bought the movie on Blu-ray after having watched it in its entirety on Hulu or YouTube or whatever. I'll find the YouTube clip of him uh, turning into that... Uh...
3: It's apparently also, the, quote, the source of a scene in which Chuck stops a chainsaw by grabbing it with his yes. bare hand. Yeah, and it's but, got um, um, sweat in it. Wait,
4: wait, yeah. when you say bare hands, do you mean like, like this, or did he use his bare hands?
2: Unfortunately, like I mean
3: bare ha- hands. Bare hands,
2: not bare hands. I mean, I just mentioned that clip, but... uh. Any, uh I, I was, I was trying to so figure so out it. who
3: Aaron Norris was. I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I missed that.
5: Anywho, uh,
1: <laughs> D- uh, D- Derek Long, your final thoughts?
5: Uh, yeah, I'm I'm with uh, both Nick and Patrick here. Um, I I think I enjoyed this film on the whole. Um, certainly, the first uh, half, um, you know, they're just they're, there's there's a there's a sense of craft to this film that i found more noticeable than in the other x-men films that at least i've watched i I don't think i was on um the first three x-mens with you guys um but just the you know nice little little moments of visual storytelling like the cuts to all the yashida ads um when uh when logan is is riding through uh through tokyo when he first gets to japan um I think the main the main thing that I felt was um, kind kind of an odd turnabout and um, a relationship that was that was not really underserved but kind of mishandled uh, was uh, basically between Logan and uh, Yashida um, This is you know the uh, the entire first scene kind of sets this up and you 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 understand it as a particular kind of relationship such that when, when Yoshida, you know, turns heel (laughs) at the end of the, at the end of the, at the end of the film, I found, I found that kind of under motivated, not, you know, not like I understood kind of why the movie wanted me to believe that it happened, but I was kind of disappointed. Like there, there was a way in which um, Yoshida was, was set up as as like, you know, as, as these movies go, a relatively interesting character. Um, and they kind of pulled the rug out from from under his characterization. Not not in terms of like plotting or narrative, but just in, in terms of um, like the kind of person that we were led to believe that he was
0: throughout do you the mean, first half of the
5: film.
2: Do you mean because he kind of betrays Logan by wanting yeah. to? Well, hold on, because I actually think that this was done relatively skillfully because in the beginning of the film, his fellow officers are running to commit uh, seppuku, mm. um, and he very distinctly does not take this route. He chooses not to do it, and Wolverine, you know, it's it's clear that he wants to live, and mm. Wolverine saves yeah, his no. life. Like, so from I, I the totally... very beginning, he's, he's sort of... Uh, demonstrating that he he undermines whatever you know the, the his, the his way, cultural. I sense didn't really of, I believe that though.
0: Yeah, like the, the,
1: the, the way the way you can do that though is and it's built in, it's right there. And I thought this is what they were going for when they cut back to the scene where they're in the well later and they're getting ready to go up, mm-hmm. and he is giving Logan the sword.
0: Oh, okay. And having right.
1: him have that moment where he's like, "No, I'm giving to you. You saved my life." Yeah. The way that they could have pivoted it off that was having Logan's refusal to take the sword. Be an unimaginable sight to him. Okay, and it's 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 like he saved his life, but he would then not allow him to give him the value of that one. Okay,
4: you All could right. have yeah. spun
1: off that, but they didn't. So I I, I get your point, yeah. Derek. Yeah, yeah, I mean there's was... we'll also...
0: yeah.
4: Go ahead. Sorry, Derek. Go ahead, Patrick. Kind of related to that, I I this is a, something kind of that I just thought of that I'd forgotten, but I was questioning. Is I was wondering why he chose to why why the whole thing with the will to begin with because like Mm. they they try they try to have like green with an offhand line about because you're weak but it was just sort of like he's not even intending on dying like (laughs) well
2: do you think that he's going to live in the public eye forever that he's going to come like, back as a young man and just like, well, I'm actually that's... his <laughs> other grandson. Well, <laughs> than a really, robot whatever. He's
3: like,
4: he's what, is game yeah. <laughs> yeah. what is he the end game he here? He
3: what like, is the end not... game here? He puts a hands on the silver samurai robot and just like, I'm. It's, I'm it's I'm Nick Fisher and moved into the retirement yeah, community
2: not. and uh, pretending to be his own grandson every time the la- Mr. Roper comes to visit.
4: Yeah, I
0: mean, it's weird like I'm
4: doing that. It kind of. It, I just don't get, like, the whole sort of, like, show, like, what is what is he going to do afterwards? Like, is he going to just take over his company again? Why did he have it skip the generation? Like, I, I, I initially thought that he kept, I don't know why he kept her alive and had her kidnapped to begin with. Because my first thought was that, because, like, you know, he, her father has that speech about genetic and skipping genes. Mm-hmm. And, and he mentions that he had, like, a his biology degree. And I thought that maybe he... He had discovered something in the lab work that means that he that he needs his granddaughter for the process to work or like but like it just kind of doesn't go anywhere so it's sort of like i
3: think it's just i think it's just that he thought she was going to be weak-willed that she he thought that if shingen got the power he was you know going to hold on to it so that when he shows up as new younger robot him he was like no i control this company now fuck you robot dad Whereas, um, <laughs> Madigo, apparently, is the of a robot, uh, Grand, Grand I am okay, I didn't I'm get entirely assuming a... that he can never leave that robot suit. I'm assuming he is stuck in there forever. That is part of the life support, even the healing factor is not going to save him it, from that. He's, it, he's it's not so from that.
4: I guess, it's maybe the larger point is that it's, it's not ultra his, and this kind of relates to his heel turn that Derek was talking about. It's not super clear exactly. Going what, on if there he, what, what if all these years
0: happen?
2: he thought that the adamantium was what kept Wolverine <laughs> alive? So he just built an adamantium suit, so it well, him young. Although I guess actually, he met him before he had the adamantium, so he probably already. Point, there.
3: there is a point where that kind of seems like maybe is what's happening because, yeah. like, when they're having that first conversation, when he's on his weird raising nail bed. Uh, both he cool. and Logan are talking about what was done to Logan yeah. as though the immortality was done to him. And I'm like, well, no, that's your power. The adamantium Claws is, is what was done to you. That has nothing to do with your ability to survive a nuclear blast.
2: The only special feature that I watched on the Origins Wolverine uh, Blu-ray disc was an interview between Len Wein and Stan Lee, where Stan Lee actually asked Len Wein, To clarify the point of whether Wolverine was a mutant or not, because Stan Lee had either forgotten or didn't know that those were separate things in the mythology of Wolverine, that he was born with some powers and those powers are what allow him to survive adamantium mm-hmm. bone replacement, or bone covering galvanizing process. It's almost the Stan Lee takes credit for
3: a it is, lot of stuff that it he was, was involved in. To, to it be, was
2: fascinating. <laughs> to be fair to Stan,
3: it is Keep
4: confusing as hell, and that was all added after the fact. Yeah, well, well also,
2: to, that to may be, be true, it's possible fair, that <laughs> the same guy who wrote this script was also not clear yeah. on that.
1: It's probably possible. The person about, who did but...
2: that particular rewrite.
1: I would say two things. One, to be fair to Stan, he did not and has made no claim on creating Wolverine explicitly. Yes. Other characters, yeah. we can't let him off the hook for. Second, I'm pretty sure that there was a theory at one point that Wolverine was a Wolverine that had been evolved by the High Evolutionary. Well,
0: <laughs> one of the, um, one of the, the,
1: the fascinating things in the- this
2: interview was Stan Lee admitting that the reason that he created the X-Men the way that he did was so that he didn't have to bother coming up with actual power origins for any of these things that these people could do. He didn't have to worry about someone getting struck by lightning or having a super serum or or anything like that. He was just like, what if there were a bunch of people who were just born with these powers? He got bit
1: by a radioactive angel. He got struck by a radioactive icicle. He was bitten by a radioactive. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Derek radioactive
3: psychic.
5: Is that that your final thought? (laughs) Uh, my actual final thought is that the real best uh, airline movie is definitely San Andreas.
3: (laughs) I'm assuming you speak from experience, having seen San Andreas on an airplane? Oh, yes. It's
5: (laughs) awesome.
2: Oh, I thought you were... I honestly thought that you were talking about the best film that features an airline in some fashion. Yeah. And I was thinking, we really come one, but I haven't seen San Andreas, so I don't know. And also, Sorry, I was like, film this that you see some stuff on plane on a plane, uh, but I wouldn't. Really call it an airline movie. San
3: Andreas is particularly well suited to an airplane environment. Um, is it just a great movie, or is it somehow particularly <laughs> <or, is laughs> yes. great for an airplane?
5: Um, I think it's particularly great for an airplane because. Uh, yes there's lots of you know sort of big screen spectacle but the plot is so straightforward and by the numbers um that there's <laughs> there's a kind of there's a kind of comforting patterning to it where you don't feel like you're missing anything by it's watching like a com- it. no. it's like a on comfy small, blanket on the small screen now the, the plot
1: correct me if i'm wrong is there was an earthquake our daughter's in that earthquake <laughs>
5: Also it has a joke about getting to second base after uh after the two uh leads uh land uh via parachute uh on you know, field? second base yes oh okay wow. yeah all
2: right dude your uh, final thoughts i uh, let me just look at the like seven notes seven that i took for Get this term um <laughs> <laughs> i haven't seen it <laughs> uh, I live near it. Right? I, Worried about the I really like the I admit that um uh, I mean I liked this as much the second time I would say as I did the first time. And I, I think that at this point it's definitely the best one that sorry, at the time that this film was released, it was the best of the X-Men films, um, uh, or X-Men universe films. Uh but I do think that probably the best part is the opening scene. Uh, and I really like the the thing that establishes the first thing that you learn about this guy's character is that he is the one who is taking the time to release the prisoners of war uh, when everyone else is like, you know, ready to shoot them uh, or worried about killing themselves. And he's like, that's, I feel like that's sort of the most basic example of recognizing the humanity of another person is saying something is coming to kill everyone. Take whatever chances you can get to survive whatever petty bullshit that I had to worry about 10 minutes ago is now irrelevant. Uh, yes. And I, I really do like that. Uh, and then the rest of the movie was, it's good, but it doesn't, I, I think that maybe it was Derek who said that uh, it, it doesn't live up to the promise of the, uh, the the first 10, 15 minutes or whatever. Uh, but it's, you know, it's a good film. And I, I think it, it was a perfect film to end the, like that, first sort of chapter of the x-men continuity because i imagine that over the next 50 years or you know however long we're alive uh they're going to reboot the x-men universe a number of times partially because it's the x-men universe so they're always going to be doing stuff with the timeline uh and also because no actor is going to live forever although and they may say that hugh jackman is now done with playing wolverine but i bet that is not going to be true for the rest of his life, he's yeah. always going to be playing Wolverine, at least in cameos or somehow, until he's dead.
1: Once they he's, pull that dump truck full of money back up to, yeah. he
2: wants, he's he likes playing Wolverine. Um, my
4: understanding is that the the things holding him like, back are one workout just, yeah. One is just that he's he is too goddamn old to be doing yeah. that. Like he is, like he should not be doing that anymore. Like every time I see him with his shirt off, I actually cringe a little because I'm like, I cannot be healthy for
2: you at your age. Yeah, oh, and then you put your telescope he's... away and stop looking through the window of his apartment. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. uh, I you had... ah, House. Well, let's be fair. House. Sorry. House. I, House. Had, I had, no I had that exact.
3: I had that exact thought during this movie when he like wakes up and Yashida's died, quote unquote, and like he is swole as fuck, and I'm like, <laughs> that's not gonna happen when you're when you just wake up. You're, yeah. Yeah. Weird. Why
0: does he?
2: Why does anyone even bother when they can just CGI Paul Walker into the rest of a film? Why can't they just CGI the ass <laughs> over?
3: Or CGI, do the Nick Cage uh, Ghost Rider uh,
2: muscles. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I
3: those look great. On. <laughs> or the uh,
2: the Always Sunny in Philadelphia ab muscles, where they just kind of paint the, uh, <laughs> the shadow. On. Yeah, yeah. The
4: the other reason is that
0: he's just, you
4: know, there's two other reasons. One is that he's just progressively getting stop, more and more flat. expensive. Stop, stop, clap. From a certain point, flat. he just stops being worth it. But they also just want to like move on past the old X Men people to the new x people i think yes um so i wouldn't be surprised if logan like
2: people n- of x
4: yeah i wouldn't be surprised if logan was his last one like it, it seems like a good I, I one i thought to... they
2: had announced that yeah, um, they maybe have. they haven't they, they,
4: have. they have yeah that's why they're they bringing have. in x 23 aren't they mm-hmm. yeah they have i could see them, i mean i could see them trying to go back season, but i, I think logan is the, is the right place to to, to mm-hmm. call it good and like just basically yeah. turning i, mean, them I them would into it's so turn the movie to Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart chatting for a while, then go on the run with X-23 and then have us all
0: cry at yeah. the
3: end. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure at some point they will go, you know what, we need Wolverine and we'll recast it. But I hope they don't. Just because I feel like Wolverine has the tendency to take over anything he's involved in. Especially yeah. X-Men related. And it's I like... I would love. I would love more X Men movies where he's not involved.
4: Wolverine, Spider Man, and Batman all have the same problem that they when, and one of those three characters enters into a group setting, they have a bad habit of just shoving everybody else out of the. Uh,
3: and wasn't the there a period in the Avengers where both Spider Man and Wolverine were members, which seems like a bad way to do things? Yeah, it,
4: it was pretty awful. I- Iron Man uh, is also starting to hit that point too. I would say.
0: Yeah, For-
1: so, my, my final thought, I have three quick final thoughts. Uh, number one, uh, there were no obviously oversized CGI claws in this film, which yes. gives it a one-up on X-Men Origins Wolverine when he's standing <laughs> Oh, God, I forgot how bad those were.
4: Yeah. And poor, poor Hugh Jackman's clearly like, I have no idea yeah. where my claws are supposed to be. Uh,
1: number two, the... Uh, The film would have been better if instead of Wolverine's last line to Yoshida being sayonara, it was him pulling him close and saying, this is for the bear, and then throwing (laughs) him off the cliff, giving us the impression that he has misinterpreted the events of this film.
2: It would have been amazing if the last shot of this film was actually Wolverine going back to the town that he'd been in and killing those three guys in a truck yes <laughs> <laughs> and then you know that the film actually took place over just one week yeah uh
1: the third <laughs> thought like week.
2: Yeah. yeah the third thought uh
1: is back on the subject of airplane films uh this is not a good airplane film but it's the first film i remember seeing on an airplane when i was 13 years old i saw the whole nine yards on an airplane and it was an edited 4TV version of the whole say, nine probably yards. Probably
0: not. Uh, yeah. It was yeah. With a gun. And uh, yeah.
1: it was very, very surprising to me when I saw the unedited version. I was like, oh, that version on the airplane didn't have this.
2: Didn't have Fun that. Be uh,
0: be Duncan naked?
2: talks about how the, mm-hmm. uh, there's nothing better than a fine naked woman holding a big gun or something like that. Yep. Fun fact. Um, Airplane,
4: when edited for Airplanes, they do the standard TV edit, but they also remove any time airplanes might be in distress. So, uh, who saw... Air Force One is like one second long. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Was the film
1: Airplane ever shown?
4: Nick, you're the one who saw Days of Future Past on Airplane, right? Yes. Then you probably missed a scene, because there is a scene where Eric starts screwing with the airplane and trying to bring it down, and they probably would have removed that in the edit.
3: Isn't maybe I can't I, He's I don't on a plane scene. so he doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I yeah, like sure. I feel like that that sounds familiar, but it's I don't know. I'll, we we will get to it soon. I don't know how many movies yeah. away we are from it, There's, but uh, a, this is a fun trivia fact for you all.
4: Yeah,
1: well that's so, uh, we take I have it.
3: that to look forward to. I yes. think
1: that that's a, a perfect segue into what we have to look forward to because the what next do time the next to? time that we convene, uh, we're going to visit uh, Derek's favorite Marvel Chris. <clears throat> Mister Hemsworth is coming oh. back for. Oh
4: uh, yes, for yes. I
1: was right yep. to
5: be
4: Chris Eccleston,
5: right? <laughs> yes, Christopher <laughs> Eccleston. <laughs> yep. Uh, I I must say that really. Chris Hemsworth is is my wife's favorite Marvel oh, Chris, okay. and so by the transitive property
2: of Marvel Chris's, it's yeah. like being yes. a vegetarian. Yeah, you know, your wife's yes. a vegetarian, so you pretty much have to be
0: also. <laughs> <laughs>